I go into the book of Genesis. We was on the subject last Sunday about a, what some call a contradiction in the Word of God. In all the years I've studied it, I've had questions sometimes. But I've never believed there was a contradiction. I don't believe God speaks out of one side of his mouth one way and out of the other another. I believe God says exactly what he means and means exactly what he says. If there's any contradictions, it's going to be between your ears or my ears. And so God knows how to deal with this. We talked about it last week. I've heard people talk about people seeing God. I read in the scriptures where people have seen God. And I read in, in the book of John last week that the Bible said, I think it's verse 18, chapter 1, uh, somewhere along there, I believe it's verse 18. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared it. Nobody has seen God. Number one, one reason nobody's seen God is because God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now I'll tell you, God has seen you. But you ain't seen him. All right, so just remember that. Uh, I guess that's what we need to be concerned about, what he what sees us doing. And I do rejoice in the Lord. I hear people say this, but, and I understand this. So when it says that they've seen God, you better, you better look at the context. It's not that there's a contradiction. It's that you don't have all the reference. You don't have all the subject in front of you. Because God means, when you, which one are you going to believe? I've seen God or no man has seen God. I'm going to believe the latter, the one I just mentioned, because God tells He don't lie. Those people that seen him or said they seen him, thought they seen him, or they seen a manifestation of him. Yeah. I'm not curious, saying this morning they didn't see him at all. They saw his very presence. Have you ever seen the Lord uh, in, in his spirit? And in, amen. I can feel his presence. And, and to a degree, of course, God don't do that like he did. Old Testament is filled with people seeing God. You see, we're indwelt by the Spirit. So we have his presence in our heart. So let's turn to the book of Genesis in chapter 33. And this is where Jacob is meeting Esau. And they're there. We're going to look at this just for a minute. And we're going to look at verse number 10. Matter of fact, we're going to see that one. And they've come together and said, and Jacob said, nay, I pray thee, if now I have found grace in thy sight, then receive my present at my hand, for therefore I have seen thy face, and he's talking about his brother, as though I had seen the face of God. See that? And that's why I use the verse, because he's, using, he's, he's saying it's like I've seen the face of God. Something's happened. When God's presence is around, you're going to feel his presence. You're going to see things different. And so it said, and thou wast pleased with me. So you see that he's, he's talking about his son, their face. And he said, it as though I had seen the face of God. In other words, God can manifest himself in a, a special way. 
Now let's go back to the book of Genesis chapter 32. And let's look at chapter 32. And let's look at verse number 30. And 32 and verse number 30. The Bible said in Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. Or Peniel. Uh, for I had seen God face to face and my life is preserved. Now, if you'll go back and see what's happened, this is where he, he was touched. Let's go back to verse 24. And Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. He's, re uh, he's, he's wrestled with a man, a man. And he said in verse 25, and when he saw that he Fail not against him. He touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint, and he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob, whose later Israel, you remember. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. See, for as a prince, uh, for as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, "Tell me, I pray thee, thy name." And he said, "Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name?" And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face. Actually, he didn't see him face to face. He saw him in the form of a man manifested. Am I right? He, he had had an encounter with God though. Is that not right? He had an encounter with God. I felt God's presence and, and know God was around. I come in this morning and told you enough. Felt God's presence here. I know the Lord's here today. Praise God for that. I like to camp where the Lord is. Amen. And sometimes when I get to where I don't want to camp with him, I know I've got a problem. I've got to find something to get that straightened out with. Amen. Can't go on like that. I love his presence and I praise his name. And then back in chapter 33, we read verse 10, but let's read verse 11. Take, I pray thee, my blessing that is wrought, but that is brought to thee, because God hath dealt graciously with me, and because I have enough. And he urged him, and he took it. So he's talking about he's, it's like the face of God. And so I'm just trying to say these are just manifestations of these things, and we need to look at that. Now, uh, let's go on, if you will, to Exodus. Let's go to Exodus chapter 32. We'll scatter back and forth. I don't have these in order. But in Exodus chapter number 33, and down in verse 11 as well. In Exodus 33, 11, it said, And the Lord spake unto Moses. Now what's it say? Face to face. Do you see that? Now if you're looking at that, you're going to say, The Lord stood in front of him, and he's looking him eye to eye. He says, a man speaketh unto his friend, and he turned again into the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. 
Now don't say this is a contradiction. God has sometimes spoken through an angel and it was God speaking. And, but this time we find it as a man face to face. But no man has seen God at any time. The only begotten son of God hath declared it. Now you said that sounds like a contradiction. No, it's not. Amen. God has never looked like a man. God's a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Now there's a lot of times they won't, nobody will deal with these things, but we need to know it. Let's go to the book of Numbers and let's go to the 14th chapter. Numbers 14 and Numbers 14, 14. Uh, 14th verse of the 14th chapter. And so let's look at this. The Bible said, and they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land. For they have heard that the Lord are among this people, that thou, Lord, art seen face to face. Don't it sound like a contradiction in your little peanut brain? And that thy cloud standeth over them. Well, they're seeing them. They're seeing the cloud. All these things, and let me tell you why they're seeing God in these shapes. Because God is, has Shekinah glory. That's the glory that you could not comprehend. And if God showed himself to you like he really is this morning, he'd kill you. That's why we have to have a new body when we get in his presence. And he said, and that, and that thy cloud standeth over them and that thou goest before them by daytime in a pillar of cloud and in a pillar of fire by night. Now these are given light, but they are, they are putting a veil upon the presence of God, his glory, amen. Adam and Eve was clothed in the Shekinah glory of God in the garden, I believe in all my heart. That's why, you know, they, uh, they messed up. Amen. Uh, God uh, removed that. That's why they couldn't, they couldn't see themselves. They, they were naked and couldn't see themselves. The glory of God was around them. So you think about that. We don't have to have a new body. We couldn't, there's no man or woman could see God face to face without it killing him. We talked about that, I believe, last Sunday a little bit when I said Paul. You remember Paul? Uh, he he had a radiance on him. Matter of fact, he was blind for three days. It wasn't the regular sun of the day. And the sun's bright. And the sun itself is a, it's a barrier. And, and, and it's an obstacle to, to cover the glory of God. So you just see these things and you probably didn't know all these is in here. And so I hear people talk about it. So I want to deal with it this morning. Look at De Deuteronomy chapter 5. In Deuteronomy chapter 5, the fifth book of your Bible, Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse number 4, the Bible said, The Lord talked with you face to face in the mount, out of the midst of the fire. Look like at Moses. He, he, he spoke to God out of the burning bush. 
And uh, so God was speaking to him. God was there. So it's an obstacle or an instrument or a manifestation of the presence of God that they're seeing. And so you see that. And we praise the Lord for it right here. It, uh, Deuteronomy 5, 4, right out from it, I got John 1, 18. So I've referred to that sometime before for, to somebody. All right. And so praise God for it. Deuteronomy chapter number 34 in that book. I'm just going to read these to you and let you draw the conclusion. And then when somebody tells you that there's contradiction about this, don't believe them. But I want to make sure you know that it's not a contradiction. And uh, Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse number 10. You can't help nobody if they already got their mind made up to these things. But And, and you can't help nobody if you've got your mind made up. So you've got to let the word of God be the final authority on everything you speak and preach. Uh, as a preacher, I've found that's one of the hardest things you can do because sometimes you don't get the light. There's a lot of things I don't understand about the Bible because somehow God has just never showed it to me. It hasn't come around. Or maybe I have not inquired into it. Maybe I take for granted. You know, we have our minds made up about the word of God and we've already got it set. God can't help us, really. And we can't help nobody. And I don't want to have a closed mind to the things of God. I want to say it just like God says it. Now in chapter 34, verse 10, you drew it around me. And there arose not a prophet since in Israel like unto Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. Well, I can take you, we will before, I don't want to get time today, but I can take you in the scriptures where that Moses, God said, I'm going to, he wanted to see God and God uh, put Moses in the, in the, in the cave and then passed by the, and he all, only he saw was the hinder parts of God. And I can also tell you that what part of God that he saw, he came down, had a veil on his face and every time he spoke to the people, he had to put a veil on him because he was too bright. You understand that? So no man has seen God at any time. We couldn't handle it. That's the reason I just like a little bit of his glory showing up. I like a little of it though, don't you? Right. Praise God. And uh, one of these days we'll get it all. But we'll have a body that will land. And I praise God for it. Now in De Deuteronomy, uh, let's go back to chapter 33 and let's go to, let's see. Say verse 23, I believe it. No. Uh, no, it's Exodus. Excuse me. Let's go back to Exodus. And uh, I'll give you that little instance of what I just said. In Exodus chapter 33. Exodus 33. And we'll look at verse number 23. Exodus 33, 23. And let's go back and read, start with verse number 18, please. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. That's asking something big right there. Amen. I've seen people and heard people say, I've seen his glory. You ain't really seen his glory. You've seen a portion. You've seen a little. If God just come in and sat down beside you and touched you with his presence, that would be more than you could handle. 
In verse 18, chapter 33 of Exodus, and he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, thou canst not see my face. Is that plain enough for you? You can't see my, see my face. For there shall no man see me and live. See, I wasn't lying to you. Nobody in this building right now can see God and live. Why? He's more God than you now. Amen. That ain't no joke. This ought to make you fear God to think about just his presence. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass while my glory passeth by that I will put thee in a cliff of the rock and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away mine hand and thou shalt see my back parts by my, but my face shall not be seen. Now people just like God like he's nothing. I'm going to tell you something. We're serving a, a wonderful, holy, magnificent, glorious, wonderful God. He's beyond my comprehension. He's beyond my imagination. He's beyond what I can even conceive in my heart of being real. Amen. And why people today can just laugh at God and make fun of God, I can't understand that. I'm here on earth. He's in heaven. I'm in the flesh. He's a spiritual being to the, to the degree, I'll guarantee you. There's none greater than God, none mightier than God, none glorious or more glorious than God. So that's what he's telling us as we look at these things and you see it as you begin to study these things. Now, let's go to Judges chapter six. I want to show you all this going through and uh, let's pray that God might touch us and see it. And Judges chapter number six. Judges six and verse number 22. Now this is a story of Gideon. A lot of times we know about Gideon, talked about Gideon, seen the things of Gideon. Gideon's a great man. He, had a, he, had a, he was victorious for the Lord. In 622, it said, and when Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord. Now we see what we got. Now we're seeing, we're thinking the Lord, it's an angel of the Lord. That he was an angel of the Lord. Gideon said, alas, O Lord God, for because I have seen an angel of the Lord. Now what's he saying? Face to face. All these that thought they saw him face to face it is a manifestation 
of God's presence to man because man can't handle it. How glorious is he? Wonderful. Praise God. So that's why we have to look at these things and pay attention to them. Let's go to the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter number 20. Ezekiel chapter 20. We, we appreciate the Lord and how he shows us things out of the word of God. And I won't be able to give them all to you today. But Ezekiel talks about it in Ezekiel chapter 20 and verse number 35. 2035, uh, he says in verse 35, and I will bring you in the wilderness of the people and there will I plead with you face to face. Now this is Israel and he's talking to Israel here and he said, I'll bring you into the wilderness and I will plead with you face to face. That means how did he do that in the wilderness? He done it through the cloud and the pillar of fire. So take that and uh, we'll just see. Let's go to the book of Acts. A little bit of what we was talking about last week on a different subject. What I like about the word of God is you can get on one subject, you run into the same scriptures and they all fit to a lot. The word of God just fits together like a beautiful, glorious puzzle. I don't understand a lot of it, but I just keep reading. I don't pay no attention when I can't understand it. I just say, Lord, I don't understand that. Help me. He does, just a little bit at a time. One day he opens up his word, you look at it, and you say, glory to God, I didn't see all this. I couldn't handle it all the first time. Somebody told me that this week. I said, just wish God would just dump it on me. And he said, well, you couldn't handle it. I probably couldn't. Amen. Amen. God dumped all the word of God on us today. We'll just be rolling in the floor with all the presence of God on us. In Acts chapter 25 and verse number 16, it says this, Acts chapter 25 and 16, to whom I answered, it is not the manner of the Romans to deliver any man to die. Before that, he which is accused have the Accusers face or uh, have accusers face to face and have license to answer for himself concerning the crime laid against him. And so this is talking about man face to face, just like that. And he's using that same phrase, and that's why I throw it in just to let you see that. All right, and let's go to uh, let's go to Exodus chapter twenty-four. I'm gonna go back a little. I'll look at a little different avenue coming at a different time. And look at this. Amen. Thank God. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. But in verse 24, or chapter 24 of Exodus, and we're going to this little area, and I want you to see this. Verse 11. And upon the nobles of the children of Israel, he laid not his hand. Also, they saw God and did eat and drink. And this is where somebody showed me and thought this was a contradiction. They what? They saw God. Who is it they saw? They saw Moses. They saw the cloud. They saw the pillar of fire. And they, well, let me ask you this. 
Suppose you hadn't, hadn't never seen God, but you'd been told God's around. You stepped out on the porch and you looked up in the clouds and there was a cloud in the daytime. There's a pillar of fire at night. And uh, you've been told that God's watching over you. You'd have been delivered by the Israelites. I mean, by the uh, by Moses. And they've been delivered out of Egypt. And you're looking at that. You know it's a story because you've been talked to it. You've been seen it. Uh, you remember the Red Sea party? You've seen them. Wouldn't you say, I've seen God. I saw God. No, you'd seen there's a pillar of fire. That's something unusual. Isn't it? You'd have to say, God showed up. Amen. I've seen God. But you hadn't seen God. You've only seen the manifestation of something that appears to be God. And God got himself, uh, you know, uh, fixed to where you can't see him. But now let's go to Exodus uh, 24. And uh, let's look at verse number, uh, let's see, 10. And they saw the God of Israel. There was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of sapphire stone. And as it were, the body of heaven in his clearness. God's just showing you more manifestation of it. Because he knows if he stepped out of glory, in his glory, you'd be dead. You couldn't have it. So praise the Lord that we can see all this. Now we can look at the scripture. It talks about the glory of God's son. And uh, let's go to, uh, back up to Exodus chapter 16. Sometimes I'm going backwards and forwards, but I want you to see this, and I've got it laid out in the order I want you to see it. In Exodus chapter number 16, verses 7 and verses 10. 16 and 7. The Bible said, And in the morning, then ye shall see the glory of the Lord. For that he heareth your murmurings against the Lord. And what are we that ye murmur against him, against us? Let me tell you something. I don't believe nobody as a child of God has a right or authority or should even entertain the thought of murmuring against God. I catch myself doing it. You catch yourself doing it. But it's a fearful thing. It really is. So we shouldn't murmur against the glory of God. We really shouldn't do that. And so let's look at verse number uh, 10 in that same chapter. Verse number 10, it says, And it came to pass as Aaron spake unto the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared. Now how did it appear? In the cloud. When they saw the cloud, that was not God in his, in his uh, full authority or his full glory. That was a cloud that demonstrated and showed that. And uh, that's how that God was, right? Now let's slide over to Exodus chapter 24. This is how God has been doing it. Now these other times that we're using angels come down and talk to, uh, angels come down and talk to Abraham. We find other times when they've come down. Uh, we've seen that all uh, angels come down and minister to Christ too in those things. And of course, uh, he was God in the flesh, and he but he was veiled. He had on human flesh. And if you know anything about Christ, 
Brother, you know everything there is to know about God. So if you've seen him, you've seen God. And so he's the one that demonstrates that. It's hard to understand all that, but I want you to know God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, they're one. In chapter 24, verse number 16, he says this uh, in Exodus 24, excuse me, and 16 and 17. It said, and the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai. Now he's on the mountain. You remember many times God told Moses, uh, you don't come up on the mountain, uh, but by yourself. And stop the people. Don't let them come up here. God don't want us, human flesh. God don't want those who are qualified to get the glory of God seen. That was his, his servants. And uh, not all of them. Amen. So he said, And the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days, and the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire. One fire, but like devouring fire. On the top of the mount, in the eyes of the children of Israel, and Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got him up into the mount. And Moses was in the mount 40 days and 40 nights. That's in the glory of God. Amen. So we'll see all that. I'll stop right there and we'll try to finish up on that next week. And I pray that God will help you understand. I believe you're satisfied with that, aren't you? Knowing Amen. tonight that, there's a, that the glory of God is different. No man has seen God. So if anybody told me they'd seen God, I wouldn't believe them today, would you? Right. I'm just reading the scripture, and they'll find, I'll guarantee you they have a different answer, they'll know how to tell you something different. And it's shocking how many people can change what God says. And I praise God for it this morning, that we have that to know about. All right? Let's pray. Father, thank you this morning for the privilege of prayer. Lord, how that we've looked at this thought, trying to cover this a little area. Uh, Father, now we're looking to get on to something else. I pray that your will might be done for our service today. God, I don't know who's going to be here. And I don't know the need of the people that's going to be here. I do know that we have a need. I do know that everybody will be here. They'll have some sort of need of some kind. And I pray God you open the word of God on to us to understand it. May it help us May we leave here saying it's been good to be down in the house of God. Stir our souls, stir our minds. Help us, Lord, to lift up and exalt the Lord Jesus. Every song we sing, every prayer we pray today, may the power of God be in the midst of us. And Lord, may it leave out with us today to be in our service as we go out to win souls and try to point men and women to the Lord Jesus Christ. Help, Lord, people to open our eyes to see that this is a serious thing and we're short-numbered. And uh, time's running out on us. God need to make sure that we are what we need to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.